Hi there. Today you're listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Join me as I share some practical applications of the fruit of the Spirit. Here is where you can learn tools to cultivate things like love when you find your son sitting in paint, joy while cleaning up the paint, and peace in more areas besides just hiding in the bathroom. Yes, it is possible to love God, love others, and enjoy it. Hi, welcome to episode 14, all about faithfulness and to volunteer or not to volunteer. This episode, we're going to cover key reasons why we should choose an opportunity to volunteer for, or maybe some red flags for why we should say no, or maybe it's not a chance to say no, but maybe it's a chance to renegotiate and really get clear. And my heart in sharing this particular episode with you is because I know that as believers, we want to be consistent faithful servants of the Lord. And in order to really do that well, I think part of that is going into commitments that we make with both eyes open, know a little bit about what we're getting into and whether or not we really are in integrity when we get into those things. So that when hard times come or things start to go kind of haywire or maybe a certain situation turns out to be more than you bargained for, you can still choose to serve with joy and serve with contentment and really be consistent in your service to others. Or maybe you realize you're out of integrity and suddenly it's a clear opportunity to renegotiate and with humility, have a conversation that maybe reframes what your commitment looks like. But ultimately, my goal is to help you love others well, to help you practice loving others well, because part of that is not only volunteering and serving in areas of our church or our community where we don't get a monetary payback for the job that we're doing, but there's joy in that. There's a contribution that we make that really is something that just fills our soul. There's something about giving to others generously that is more exciting than it is to receive, isn't it? In fact, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I get so excited about that verse because of how much I love the idea that we can't outgive God, that the service that we give to him and our time and our energy and our money, all of those aspects that we really give to God, he is so faithful to fulfill his promises. And this particular one means that we cannot give him more than he gives us in return. And I tell you, from a personal standpoint, I have tried before, and it is so fun to fail at this particular thing, to try to outgive God and find it not work. So that's what I really want to do is help you set up for success in this area of being faithful and consistent 
in wherever you choose to give your time, your money, your energy. So let's jump into it. We're going to first talk about who we want to be. I love coming from a place of who do you really want to be in any situation. It really helps set the framework and the foundation for decisions that we make going forward in whatever position we're filling or whatever job we're volunteering for or um, whatever situation or circumstance we find ourselves in if we've started with who we choose to be. And so when I am considering a volunteer position, I'm thinking about things like it's important for me to stay in integrity. It's important to have humility. I want to be generous. I want to be consistent. I want to put myself in a position where I am serving as unto Jesus and also that I'm choosing things where I know that I have a really strong capacity to be kind. And then I'm going to make choices around that, like how much sleep I get and what other things do I say yes and no to that enable me to do that successfully. Now, let's talk a little bit about some good reasons to volunteer. I want to give you, I'm just going to go over three today. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but I just want to give you three reasons that are good reasons to jump in and serve the people around you that actually pay off for you as well. All right. So uh, number one is that you're needed and that whatever the position is aligns with your purpose and calling. So There's so many great opportunities out there. And the bottom line is there's plenty of them that really genuinely need you and your abilities and your gifts that you have to give to the world that you have to share with others that can be a a launching pad for sharing the gospel and Jesus love with other people. And so that's the first reason to get involved and serve other people is because you're needed. You know, the Bible talks about how the the fields are white unto harvest, but the laborers are few. And while this is specifically talking about people who are willing to go out and spread the gospel, it's so true for so many different ministries, for so many different organizations that are longing to do good, longing to share the message of Jesus' love with other people. And they have a message. They have the the tools, the resources to be able to do it, and they just need the people to go. And so I just want to encourage you that a great reason to volunteer is because there's so many opportunities for you to do so. And Regardless of whether you think that you have any talents or not, I guarantee so many areas really need you and your gifts. And so choosing what place you can get involved is more the question, not if you can get involved. The second great reason to volunteer is because it's a great way to build closer relationships. And this is really, I would say, emphasized in any kind of like, well, in 
any place you volunteer, you're going to build deeper relationships. But if you are a person that has recently moved or you're transitioning a big chunk of your life, whether you've moved across the country or moved countries, whether you're changing churches or changing jobs or changing schools or um, any of those different places where you're changing a significant piece of your life, a great way to build quick and deep relationships is to volunteer, to find a position that you can help in and really get busy. Now, why is that? Well, it's because it creates a natural point of camaraderie. It creates a, a point where you're both working towards the same goal and it gives you opportunities to interact with people. Now, a lot of times in the middle of the project, whatever it is, let's say you're working with, um, you know, you're working on a construction project and, and you're volunteering to help either renovate or build a house, for instance. Well, maybe in the middle of that, you are actually just got your hammer and your nails and you're really going after it. You're picking up trash and stuff like that. And those are not the moments that you're really building these deep relationships. But in the break moments, next to the water cooler for the 10 minutes or the 15 minutes, where you're standing there and you talk about how different aspects of this project remind you of other things in your life, or how did, how did, how did they get involved with this particular ministry? Or, um, Tell me why this is important to you. You start to hear the stories of other people that are involved. And there's really a deeper heart connection that begins to develop between people who work on projects together. And especially, you can do that with a job where you get paid. But I think it especially happens in times when you're working on something together where there isn't monetary compensation. And the reason is because in those moments, those people, they're doing it for a deeper reason than just, than just for provision of their family. There's a compelling heart passion behind serving others in those moments. And those are the things that draw us together with other people. So if you're, if your kid is in a class, um, like say they're in a weekly school class and you go and you feel like you don't have a lot of connection with the other moms, I encourage you to take a volunteer position and get involved. It will help build those relationships with other people. And before long, you'll find that you really are a part of the team. You really are a part of the group. Uh, the same thing with church. If you're feeling like you can just go in there and that but you aren't really seen, get involved. I really encourage you to find a spot that you can contribute. And before long, you'll recognize that you really are part of the team. You really are someone that people seek out to see how they're doing and, and you're building those relationships. So you're needed and it's an opportunity to build relationships with others. And then the third one is just an element of generosity. That's the last one I'm going to talk about today for good reasons to volunteer is have you ever been 
in the position of uh, getting a present. And it's a it's an exchange. So they're going to give you something and you're going to give them something. And you're thinking, I wonder what to give them. I wonder what would be meaningful to them. And all of a sudden you get an idea and you think, oh, I know that they would really love to get and then fill in the blank. When we get inspired about giving someone something that we know that they're really going to appreciate, don't we get kind of excited about it? We anticipate the look on their face or how they're going to use it or how it's going to be beneficial to them or how we know that it's just the right thing. We get excited about it and we're like, there's this anticipation of giving it to them and really enjoying the process of giving to others that I would say a lot of times is way more fun than actually getting a gift ourselves. I would love to know if you have ever felt that way yourself before. If you can think of a story where it was way more fun to give a present than it was to get the present. So if you have felt that way before, then you'll know what I mean by the excitement and the joy of just being generous with other people. And I tell you, not only does it help us feel joyful, but when we're coming from a place of generosity and sharing with other people, it really helps us feel like we live in a space of abundance, that we live in a place of being provided for, that we have an appreciation for our needs being met and how great life really can be because when we're sharing with other people, what it's saying is I have enough to give to you. And that gets us off of our lack. It gets the focus off of where we feel like we should have something else by now or where we feel like we should be further along by now or those sort of disappointing thought processes that it gets us off of that and on to how much God is meeting our needs, how much he shows up for us. The faithfulness that he shows us and demonstrates us really comes out in our ability to be generous with other people. Now, let's say you find something that you want to volunteer for. You've got three good reasons to volunteer. What do you need to know before you get started? Well, I have a couple of questions that I just want you to consider before you get started. Number one is, what do you hope to gain from this experience? You know, if you're hoping to get something out of this accolades or um, maybe somebody's going to see how great you are or just like, let's just be really honest with ourselves why we're doing the job that we're choosing to do. Why are we volunteering for this position? Is it really to just contribute to helping somebody else or are we contributing to helping somebody else because we think that they need to be changed? And so what we're really hoping to gain out of the situation is that a different per- another person is going to be different when we get finished. Um, what about gaining prestige and uh, a, a place, um, a place of power? Is that really why we're volunteering? Are we giving our time because 
we really feel like we could do it better than somebody else? Are we giving it? Am I giving my time because somebody told me that I was really good at this? And so I am going to gain the confidence that I really am good at this. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing simply because somebody told me I could do it. You know, I think it's really important that we ask, what are we hoping to gain from the process? Now, we may not actually be able to articulate exactly what we're hoping to gain, but if we're, I think if we all take the time to really sit down and be honest, we can see aspects of, of whether what we're hoping to gain is self-serving or generous or coming from a place of pride or something else or whether what we're hoping to gain is maybe work experience, or maybe we're hoping to learn something new, or maybe we're hoping to deepen relationships with people. That really does help us determine whether or not volunteering has been successful in the end, because we'll know whether or not we actually accomplish the goal that we had. And then finally, the other question for this particular section is, How long are we committing for? (laughs) These indefinite opportunities are really not in anyone's best interest. It doesn't leave a good, obvious place to reevaluate and see, is this still really providing a benefit for everyone involved? And so I really encourage you, if you're considering um, a position where you're volunteering and you want to be a person that is going to be faithful to your position, that you're going to be consistent in showing up, I encourage you to find out how long am I volunteering for this for? When does it last? What does it involve? How many hours am I expected? You know, is this a is this a one-time deal or am I committing for six months for this or What exactly am I committing to? Now, a lot of organizations are really good about communicating that. And so you may have an opportunity and it's really obvious that that's what you're committing to. However, there are plenty of other organizations out there that are not really skilled at having a measured time for people to volunteer that it's just sort of like, yes, we want you, we need you. And you can get stuck in the same volunteer position for years and years and years and years. Um, One example from my own life that I think of is Sunday school. I, at one point, volunteered to teach Sunday school. Now, to be honest, other people had an idea that this was a year-long commitment. But when I volunteered for it, I did not in my mind have a specific time frame around it. I decided that I was just volunteering to teach Sunday school indefinitely. And so it's not really necessarily even about the other people communicating a time frame. It's about how I'm choosing to look at it, about how you're choosing to look at your decision to volunteer. And so What happened was I decided to volunteer indefinitely and when I didn't see other options available that were just sort of 
sort of naturally crawling out of the woodwork to take that place, I kept feeling like, well, I guess I really, I'm good at this. People tell me I'm good at it. I need to keep doing this. This is my place. I took a personality test and I've discovered that this is really my niche. And so this is who I identify as, as I'm a Sunday school teacher. And this is the thing that I do wonderful that everybody else knows that this is who I am. And so therefore I really need to be doing this for the rest of my life. Now, maybe Sunday school teacher for the rest of my life was the answer. In, in this case, it wasn't. But the point is that it's important for us to set up kind of like little little uh, off ramps to get off and say, hey, is this still where I feel like God's calling me to? Or is he directing me in a different way? I just want to pause and reevaluate and make sure that I'm still on track. And then I haven't just gotten into the habit of doing something that feels familiar over and over and over again because, or I'm scared of doing something different because I've got my identity all wrapped up in this one volunteer position that I've always done my whole life. It's important to, to set a time to reevaluate. That's just really, it's really important for you. It's important for other people who maybe, maybe there's other people that God wants to use in that position or train up in that position. And if we're in that position and it's not where he's called us to be, can I just suggest that that means you're in the way? (laughs) That means that you're in the way of somebody else doing the job that God has called them to do. Or you're in the way of the whole organization reorganizing things. And if you keep doing the position and you know that you need to check in and maybe you're supposed to be doing something else, then you're holding everything up by staying there. So it's important to ask this question, get clear on what, for how long, what's this level of commitment? Now, there are a few reasons that you might want to consider for not volunteering. Some red flags, for instance. And again, this is not this is not because this is not to tell you that you should not volunteer. It's these are red flags and go into these situations with both eyes open. It might be a place where you need to renegotiate or it might be a place where Uh, just a simple conversation needs to be had, or maybe it's going to be this way. But I tell you, we can be a whole lot more satisfied with doing some hard work and doing some suffering if we walked into it with both eyes open, right? So here's some things that I would red flag. First of all, if safety is not a priority, then I would throw a red flag and say, hey, wait a minute. Because what that says about an organization is we're more interested in the project than we are the people. And so when, for instance, people are more interested in just having people in the childcare area to take care of kids than they are in making sure that the kids are safe, that the 
workers that are in that area are um, like they have background checks and, you know, are people that we want watching our children, then what that says is we're so desperate to get people to watch our children that we are sacrificing the safety of those same people. The same thing with construction projects and using older outdated methods or products. If someone isn't prioritizing taking good care of their workers, it's worth being a little cautious about that because they're saying the project is more important than the people that we have working on that project. And if you are a part of an organization that does help um, others and regularly incorporates volunteers, I encourage you to just do a little safety check. Are you taking good care of the people that are working with you, that are collaborating with you? Are you are you showing love and compassion to the people in your circle by really taking their safety seriously? Another red flag that I would throw is let's say you've decided to do like you've been doing a volunteer project and you decide that it's not the thing for you to do anymore. And so you put it down. All right, this has happened to me on a number of occasions when I've put down a particular job that I was doing and then not too long after, everybody starts to squirm. <laughs> everybody starts to squirm because there's no fill-in for, for, for what I was doing. And that first squirm can feel really uncomfortable. Maybe... Um, I'll give you an example. When when I was working at Bible school, I made cakes for graduation and I would make these elaborate cakes and I genuinely enjoyed doing it. It was so much fun. I, I had a great time. And then there came a point at which I decided that my attention was really being drawn away from making cakes and that being a big part of who I was and what I was doing. And so I took a step back from doing that. In fact, I actually at one point said, no, I'm not going to do it. And there's this little squirm that happens for everybody. Uh, I squirmed because, oh no, what are they going to do? Are they going to have a cake? Uh, maybe I'm letting everybody down. Do you ever feel this way? Like, you get really clear and you stand in your integrity. You know that you're, you've made the right choice. But then when you watch it sort of maybe start to fall apart, you start to feel guilty and like, wait a minute. Oh, maybe I should have been, oh, I'm letting everybody down. What they must think about me. How, uh, if only I had just da 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 And sometimes we can pick it back up. And I just encourage you that if you made a decision clearly based on integrity. Don't, don't be a yo-yo here. Okay. Don't go back and forth and get really clear that it's not the thing to do and then turn around and go do it anyway. It doesn't help you stay in integrity and in alignment with your conscience, with the Holy Spirit and having faith that he is going to take care of whatever situation that is, as well as take care of you. 
you have to get past the little, I don't know what to do with myself uncomfortableness first. And so, and it's that way for the other people too, other people in the organization. If you're the one that traditionally has done it all the time, and this is the first time in a long while that they have to find somebody to fill that position, there's going to be a little squirming. Are they going to do it the same way? Are we going to have the same situations? Are they going to do this differently? Somebody might come in and they've got a different idea and is it really going to go over okay? There's skepticism. There's there's nervousness. And in that nervousness, if we give in and just decide to go do it anyway, again, we are in somebody else's way. That's prohibiting God from being able to move through the people that he prompts because we're over there filling in a gap that belongs to someone else. And so I encourage you that if you start to feel a little squirmy after you've put put something down, that that's not necessarily indication that you need to go back to it. It just is an indication that you haven't done this in a while and you're figuring out where your place is now that you aren't doing that job anymore, right? And then my last encouragement for a red flag is just notice if there are aspects of micromanagement, survival mode, people aren't re-volunteering for positions, Again, this isn't a deal breaker. You, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't go and commit and be consistent and follow through and be a help in those areas. But if the atmosphere of the people volunteering isn't healthy, then look at it with both eyes going wide open, going into it and know that it's going to require some stamina. It's going to require some endurance and some perseverance to get through that difficult time because there are going to be some difficult times. If you go and you volunteer for something and you find that it's regularly overwhelming, it's going to require a different level of emotional energy. And so um, a lot of you have heard in one of my, I think I did it in one of my earliest podcasts about my story of how when I had five or six young toddlers, five, I had five young toddlers and I was volunteering working in a kitchen and I went and I was working in the kitchen and I loved doing that job, but I would come home with no emotional margin. And all of a sudden I would get into a rage. And one time I actually did pick up my child and chuck him across the living room. That was the turning point for me in my relationship with my children and in my family and kind of the impetus behind why I became a coach to begin with, that I realized that day that something needed to change. Something had to be different because, and my husband said, Mary, we can either lose the kids or we can lose the job. And, and he said, and I know which one I'm choosing. (laughs) Um, And so that was the day that we realized I needed to step back from the volunteer position that I had, because even though I enjoyed it, 
it was overwhelming me. It was requiring way too much stamina, way too much energy to maintain and also have my high priority be my family and loving my children well. And so we had to renegotiate that particular that particular volunteer position, which at the time meant not doing it at all until I could regain focus and structure for my kids. So I just encourage you that if if you look around at the situation, why why is there a gap that you need to step into? Is it just because the organization is healthy and changes over on a regular basis to help support good health with their volunteers? Or is it because people get overwhelmed and overburdened and quit and never want to go back? It's just worth noticing what the situation is before you walk into it. Talk to some people who have worked in those situations before and find out what is it that made them decide to step down? Why did they decide to do something different? And then you can make a choice from wisdom, from a place of looking at it straight on and knowing what you're getting into, knowing what kind of perseverance you're going to need, knowing what kind of margin. Now, Of course, you can't always mitigate everything. There's plenty of times that we get into something and we don't realize that that that's what we were getting into. And no matter how many questions you could ask, you could still get into something and be blindsided. But that's not always the case. And we could do ourselves a favor and do the other people around us a favor. And we'd be a whole lot less wishy-washy about the commitments that we make if we prioritize finding out ahead of time what we're getting ourselves into and asking some uncomfortable questions even on the front end. Ultimately, it's going to help your organization. It's going to help you be consistent and be faithful. It's going to help the organization take good care of its volunteers and of its members and ultimately be able to serve people for a lot longer period of time. And so even though it might be an uncomfortable conversation at the beginning, I encourage you to have it because it's so beneficial in the long run. So these are some ways that I have learned personally how to consider the volunteer opportunities that I have. What are some great reasons to volunteer? What are some questions to ask ahead of time? And what are some red flags that say, hey, wait a minute, we need to either have a conversation or maybe I'm going to pick up something different. And in this way, we can be people that are faithful, that are consistent, that maintain integrity, that come from a place of humility with a longing to be generous and serve others. I hope that this gives you some inspiration to go out there and choose something that fills integrity with you that is part of your purpose and calling to really step in and serve people from a place of love and to love others as we love Christ. What one next step are you taking today to be faithful and consistent and really give that fruit of the Holy Spirit, a little boost in your life. 
I can't wait for it to hear from you. If you're loving these episodes, please subscribe, share them with your friends, let them know about Fruit Pursuit. And as always, feel free to join me at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. Leave a comment. Let me know if there's something that you really want to hear about, a different topic that you want to hear about. I'm, I'm so interested to know how I can serve you. So until next week, take care. You've been listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. To hear more great ways of growing your mindset in the fruit of the Spirit, please subscribe. You can listen to other episodes and find additional resources at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. To learn more about Mary Aldrich and the coaching work she is so passionate about, visit maryaldrichcoaching.com. And by the way, what one next step are you taking today?